0: For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. A hope and a future. If we need anything in our world today, it's hope. People believing that there are greater days ahead. He said, I've got a plan for your life. Now, this is a God that has spoken and will speak and give a plan for his people the word of God is God's plan and his will for his people the old covenant was the old testament the new covenant a new testament and he starts both of these with us seeing God put first very first chapter very first verse of your bible in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth John chapter 1, verse 1 In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. We find that in both the plan of the Old Testament. And the plan of the New Testament, God starts with him at the forefront. At the end of the plan, at the end of the book, we find it ends with him. where we are ruling and reigning with him, us at one level, him at another level. Any accolades that we have, we come and lay them at his feet because he alone is worthy. And when you realize that it begins with him and it ends with him. And when you put first things first in your life. That's why we came in here on January 1. Not because we needed something else on the calendar. Not because we just needed to gather another time. We love to get together. Because we believe how we begin dictates how we live and walk. So we came here declaring over 365 days that in every day there was purpose. In every day there was promise. In every day there was something special that God had ordained. And that a good man's steps were ordered of the lord we find that god gives the general plan a redemptive plan a plan of promise for his people but then in jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11 he gets intentional and personal he said i know the plans that i have for you i know the plans that are designed just for you i know the plans that are personal for you not just the grand plan but your personal plan. And he said, there's a plan that will prosper you and a plan that will protect you and a plan that always lends to hope and declares a future destination. And God begins to talk personal, not just any God, but the God that created the heavens and the earth. The God that would one day dispense his son to redeem all of mankind. Elohim, El Shaddai. Jehovah Jireh. That God shows up, interrupts the conversation and said I know the plan I have for you. And the Bible tells us that this plan was a plan of prosperity. Now God wants you to prosper. If somebody else has ever told you that God had anything but his best for you they, they misled you. Now prosperity is not just about money in the bank and cars in the driveway or bigger houses. Now I believe God wants you to prosper. I wants, He wants to bless you so you can be a blessing. But he tells us in the book of John that he would have us Prosper as our soul prosper. See, you can have cars in the driveway and money in the bank and houses on both coasts and in the mountains. But if you are not prospering in your spirit, you are truly poor. You are truly lacking. But when you begin to put God first, I love what C.S. Lewis says. I love what C.S. Lewis says. He said, when first things are put first, second things are not suppressed but increased. When first things are put first, second things are not suppressed but increased. He said, when you put God first in your life, everything else will begin to flourish. Everything else will rise to another level. There are some things you have to steward well if you're going to live out 2018. First of all, your time has to be stewarded well. We talk about these four things a lot here because they are intangibles here at City Life Church. We we teach these things in membership. We talk about these things in our staff. First of all, you have to steward your time well. Somebody say, my time. You have the same amount of time as me. I have the same amount of time as you. We do not get an extra hour because we pastor this church. God didn't say, because you govern my people, you get 25 hours in the day. I could use an extra hour. I could have used an extra 10 minutes while I But he said, how you steward your time. Now watch this. The God that is timeless and spaceless, he requires us to steward our time well. The God that is not bound by time has put us in a fragment of time. See, God could have just created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He could have just said, let it be. And it would have been because he's God. He does not need a day or a night, a week or a month or a year. He does not need to live in fragments of seasons. But we do. We're human. We can never grasp the eternal span of God in our human mind and in our humanity. So God said a day and a night He said, a week and a month and a year, harvest time, seed time, season, they connect to one another. And he said, because of that, I'm going to lay pattern in the very first chapter of the book. The Bible said, on day one, he created, and then he did two things he rested and he worshiped. How many of you know God does not need to rest? He never gets tired. He never needs a sabbatical or a vacation. He never sleeps nor slumbers the Bible said. He never has to rest. What you have to understand is this, that God never grows weary, but we do. But then the Bible said he did something else. He worshiped. He looked back at what he had created and said it is good. God never needs to worship himself. He doesn't get any bigger because you and I worship. We don't come in here and pump God up on Sunday. It isn't like steroids for God. Isn't like we give him an injection, and because we worship louder or we worship harder, God gets any bigger? No, it's our perspective that aligns with the vastness of God in our worship. God never changes; He's the same yesterday, today, and in eternity. And when you come in here and you begin to worship, that's where David said, "Let's magnify the Lord together. Let's make God bigger." Right now, the giants big, but let's make God bigger. Right now, the obstacles are big, but let's make God bigger. Right now, our problems are big, but let. Let's make God bigger. Let's magnify the Lord. God did two things in creation. He rested and he worshiped after each day. Why? Because he let us know that if you will worship and you will rest in the journey, it will lead you to the next season. If you allow rest, you've got to manage your time well. You've got to manage your talent well. There are some of you that are not using your talents for the kingdom. You've been in transition, but transition can never be an excuse for you not to use the gifting God has in your life life. Just because the last season was a season of transition doesn't mean you put your uh, talents on the shelf here. We need people right now in media. We need people right now in children. We need people over at the other campus and ushers and greeters and armor bearers. We need people to help with all sorts of areas. God can use you to further his kingdom. And it's your goal and it's your uh, obligation to steward your talents well. God gave you those talents for a reason, not just in your world, but in his kingdom kingdom. But then your treasure. Somebody say my treasure. Oh, that's a tough one right there. The Bible says where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. You are called to steward your treasure. What if you set your affections to the things of God and you made up your mind that in two thousand and... 18 you are going to start this new year right you are going to set your affections and align them with the house of God you're going to begin to tithe according to Malachi chapter 3 and you're going to begin to give God a tenth I'm telling you if you will put him first it will strengthen the 90 if you will put God first in your life you say well pastor I don't know if I can afford to tithe friend you cannot afford not to tithe it is what aligns you with the blessing of God's kingdom and if you are not a tither you are missing out and I'm going to tell our leaders this if you are a leader you are not leading by example if you are not a tither. You 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 cannot lead well if you do not set the example of the word of God. If you are a leader in this house, you need to be a tither. It's a requirement of the word of God. If you're a staff member, if you're an elder, if you're a leader, no one is exempt. I pay my tithe. Pastor Casey, we pay our tithe. Everybody contributes to the kingdom. That's what God does. He takes all of our tithe and he brings them together and as we put them together the Bible said he does his will in the kingdom through this house your tithe with my tithe we help build a platform for the gospel to go out of these walls and around the world together we can always do more together we align ourselves with blessing and we align ourselves with the favor of God put your hands together for the goodness of God the last thing you have to steward well is your testimony somebody say my testimony some of you have been through some stuff, and you like to hide it. Now, you don't have to tell everything, everything about you. You don't have to tell everybody everything. Some of you, though, come in super suits, and you come into church like you're Superman or Wonder Woman. You Got the big S and the big cape, and you have it all together. But, but there was a day that you didn't have the cape. There was a day that you were broken. There was a day that we all needed Jesus. There was a day that we were messed up and lost. And there is somebody in your world. There may have been something that God brought you through in 2017 will be the key to help somebody get through 2018. There may be something that God did in your last season that will help somebody get through their next season. And if you hoard your testimony and you keep it inside you, it grows nobody. But I'll tell you how to give the enemy a black eye. I want your test. Last battle of the last season to be your testimony of this season. You shouldn't have messed with my children. You shouldn't have messed with my family. You shouldn't have messed with my finances. You shouldn't have messed with my health because I serve a God that takes the good, the bad and the ugly and he turns it together for his good. Anybody been through some stuff, but you're here today to give God a shout of praise, to give God a declaration of praise, to stand up and say, if it had not been for the Lord on my side, where would I be? Come on, take about 10 seconds and give him a praise. Come on, cover your 2018. Cover your next season. Oh, high five your neighbor, say he's a good guy. Some intangibles you have to have this year right here. I'm going to give them to you quick. Vision. Somebody say vision. vision. You need a vision not just for this house but for your personal life. What is God doing in you this year? What does he want to do in you this year? What does he want to do in your family this year? Hopefully 2018 will be greater than 2017. That's God's purpose and God's plan. He's an ever-increasing God. So, what is the vision for this year? Now, there may be some things of last year that feed into this year, but this year needs to expand and need to grow. Maybe you hear and say, Pastor, I didn't even know what God's vision was in 2017. That's why we're in this 21 days of prayer and fasting. So that we can deny ourselves and deny our flesh, and we can align our hearts with what God is saying. Saying about this church, saying about us as individuals vision then you need to pray and stir your spirit that you are a man or woman of passion we are a passionate people i love we sing loud we preach hard we serve strong we are passionate people Past, pastor Eli, how many mission trips did we send abroad last year Eight overseas mission teams the year before we we sent like five we're just believing that that's just going to continue to increase in the number of teams we're going to africa this year and other places this year and we're doing things in the kingdom that we've not yet done and we're going into homes by the era by the way of airwave because we are passionate about the good news of the gospel and i believe that you have to have passion if the vision that God gives you is ever going to unfold why it's the fuel that drives the vision it, it's a, what allows you to get up in the morning even though you battle Hill all week long and look in the mirror and still believe there is a plan and a hope and a destiny according to Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11 it's what allows you to sing when you feel like closing your mouth it's what allows you to trust the Lord when you feel like throwing in the towel and giving up you need to pray that God stirs the passion of your spirit then you need to pray that the purpose for why the vision has been released begins to come to fruition you're not just here you're not just in this room but you're here on purpose and somewhere you have to own own god's vision for your life it's the purpose you're in tampa florida on purpose for purpose you didn't just show up here you say pastor i just moved here last week it's part of god's assignment Uh, it doesn't feel right sometimes familiarity is what closes us off from god's future seasons but sometimes it's those uncomfortable seasons that god adjusts us and he allows the purpose of his kingdom Somebody, you just have to own The vision. Matter of fact, I've got these socks on. These are really cool socks. Somebody in this church gave me these socks. Now they're cool. They're blue. Look at those. But what you can't see on the feet of these socks see these, Winnie? You gave them to me. (laughs) Winnie and Phil gave me these for Christmas. You know what these socks say on the bottom? Like a boss like a boss. Sometimes you've got to own the vision that God has given you. Sometimes you have to rise up and say it's the purpose for which I was created and you have to take authority over it and say this is my assignment in the earth. The devil cannot stop it. The adversaries of the day cannot stop it. The forces of hell cannot stop it. Friends cannot stop it. The naysayers cannot stop it. It's the reason I was birthed, the reason I was created. Anybody believe there's a- purpose in your life in 2018. (laughs) Purpose, order. Some of you need order in your world, not just your public world, but your private world. Begin to pray, God, bring my life into alignment. God never works through dysfunction. He can cause your dysfunction to somehow be connected, but but, but God's fulfillment of God's Total purpose in your life does not flow through dysfunction. Malfunction, dysfunction, junction (laughs) will sidetrack God's purpose in you. God wants order in your life. There's always a plan and a set principle to the things of God. But then he wants you to make sure that after order is established, that you begin to persevere. Perseverance is required in 2018. Because there are some of you that got right to the edge in 2017, but then you retreated. There are some of you that got right to the edge in 2017 but you threw in the towel. There are some of you are right there at the door of breakthrough and then you gave up on what God had for your life but you've got to make up your mind. Some of you need to draw a line in the sand and step over the line and let the enemy know you've retreated for the last day. The insecurities in your life and the issues in your world are not going to drive you back but you have made up your mind. I love what the old saints said Now I was raised in church. My dad was a the old saint said it like this sometimes you just gotta keep on keeping on sometimes you gotta make up your mind it does not matter what you face you're gonna push through the apostle Paul said it like this forgetting those things that are behind me I'm waving goodbye to that which is behind me and I'm grabbing hold of that which is in front of me oh I've not got there yet but I'm on my way because that which is before me is so much greater than that which is behind me I push and i strain and i fight and i war and i battle anybody ready to move ahead in this next season come on give him a shout of praise somebody say promise it's all that the promise of god in you might be revealed the promise that has already been declared jesus said when you pray pray like this thy kingdom come I don't know what you just said. <laughs> thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is what he said. He said it's already been declared in the heavens. You've just got to pray that the heavens unlock so we see it here on earth. And what you've got to do is grab hold of the promise of God, the promise that is yes. Somebody say Yes. yes. The Bible said the promises of God are yes and amen. What that means is this. When God says yes, you rise up and say amen. The word amen means so be it. You're yes with God, yes. Father, I hear you declaring the promise, so I say yes. I hear you speaking over my children, so I say yes. Father, I know you want to bless my finances, so I say yes. Father, I know 2018 has already been declared, so I say yes. Father, I don't know how, but I say yes. I don't know when, but I say yes. I don't understand it all but i say yes and when you rise with a yes in your spirit it begins to unlock the heavens on your behalf the bible said in the book of genesis let's go to chapter 14 abram that will eventually be abraham he has an encounter after one of the greatest seasons Of his life. Verse 17. After Abram returned from his victory over Ketamar and all his allies, the king of Sodom went out to meet him in the valley of Sheva. And Melchizedek, the king of Salem and a priest of God most high, brought Abram some bread and wine. Melchizedek blessed Abraham with this blessing. Blessed be Abram by God most high, creator of heaven and earth. And blessed be God, most high, who, was defe- who has defeated your enemies for you. Then Abram gave Melchizedek a tenth of all the goods he had recovered. Now watch this. He gave Melchizedek a tenth of all the goods he had recovered. Tithing had not even been established yet. The levitical order had not even been set forth. And he begins to tithe out of love and out of desire. And this is what the Bible says. Then the king of Sodom said to Abram, Give back my people who were captured, but you may keep for yourself all the goods you have recovered. Abram replied to the king of Sodom, I solemnly swear to the Lord, God most high, creator of heaven and earth, that I will not take so much as a single thread or sandal from what belongs to you. Otherwise you might say, I am the one who made Abram rich. This is what happens. Abram is coming back from one of the most prosperous moments of his life. Just found himself victorious in battle. Reclaim what the enemy has stolen. God had already told Abraham that he was going to be the father of a great nation. Told him on a mountain one day that he was going to blow his mind. And this is what the Bible said. The Bible says that as he begins to tell Abraham about the vastness of this blessing, Abraham just sets out, now Abram, to a land he knows not of. And the Bible says that in this journey, he has to do battle. And God is fighting battles for him. And then he encounters in this journey a king and a priest that would be a type of Jesus. Jesus would be a king and a priest. Matter of fact, many scholars do not even know if Melchizedek was an actual physical being. Or it was just a type of Jesus that appeared in the Old Testament. And the Bible said he encountered Abram in the journey. And he tells Abram that he was blessed by God most high. Now, what you have to understand, there were many gods in that day. There were a lot of gods that were worshipped. But he tells him that he is being blessed by the God that's elevated over all other gods. He said, you are being blessed by those by the one that has supreme power. Then he tells him that he will not only repossess, but he will possess that which God has for him. And then he tells him, the last, that he's going to have authority over his adversary. Three things. Pastor Mike Hayes spoke about these last year when he came very briefly. Three things that are in the Abrahamic blessing. And the Bible tells us in Galatians that Jesus came not to do away with the law, but to complete the law so that you and I might be connected to the blessing of Abraham. The Bible said first thing he received in this blessing was the blessing of elevation God said I'm about to move you to another level I'm about to raise you to a platform that you have never been at I'm getting ready to take you to seasons you have never experienced Abram and then he tells him I'm going to give you a season of possession not only are you going to repossess anybody ever had anything repossessed don't raise your hand unless you want to give a testimony today now watch this Pastor Mike come up here for just a minute come stand up here. If Pastor Mike took my bottle of water, which I so desperately need, and I know that's my bottle of water, and I walk over knowing that I'm thirsty, and I take it back, I've repossessed it. But when I begin to possess things that have never yet been mine, he said Abram you're going to repossess what the enemy has stolen and then you're going to possess what you have never had in your life. You're getting ready to take back things that the enemy has stolen. It's a, it's a blessing of possession but he said not only a blessing of possession it's a blessing of dominion. You're going to have authority over every stronghold that tries to defeat you and those that you come up against they will be defeated and those that you curse they will be cursed and those that you bless I will bless. You are going to have dominion and authority, he said three things. I'm going to elevate you to another level. You're getting ready to possess the fullness of promise and repossess anything the enemy has stole. And you're going to walk in a dominion and kingdom authority that none has ever seen. In matter of fact, I'm going to change your name. I'm going to breathe on you the Ruach breath of God. And the Bible said he became Abraham. I want you to know when God begins to breathe on your life, you rise up and move to another level. You begin to possess that which you can only get by faith. And then you begin to walk in authority and dominion. Some of you need to wave goodbye to 2017 and say, I have authority and I'm moving to another level. I have authority and I'm moving to a greater season. I have authority and I'm going where I've never been. I'm getting ready to repossess. I'm getting ready to possess. I'm getting ready to take back what the enemy stole from me and grab hold of what I've never had. Anybody ready for a breakthrough in 2018? Come on, put your hands together. Jump to your feet this morning. The breath of God. He said, you're going to be Abraham. You've encountered my breath. Pastor Mike Hayes in his book tells the story of his father. It was in World War II, and the Japanese army had been defeated, and they surrendered. And his father was stationed on an aircraft carrier in the South Pacific, and they were docked in the Philippines. And as they were docked in the Philippines, they stayed there for a season. And as they were in the Philippines, finally after a while, they began to talk to the Commander to allow them to get off the boat and go to the beach. But the commander said, There are Japanese soldiers in the mountains and in the jungles that do not know yet that the Japanese armies have surrendered. They're still fighting, even though they've been defeated. Finally, after pleading, the commander said, Okay, I'll tell you what, I'll give you a truck and let you go to the beach, but bring the driver to me. The driver came to the commander and he said, I want you to take and load the men in the truck. I want you to take them to the beach. But I don't care what gets in your path. Do not stop the truck. That's an order. Do you understand me? He shook his head, yes. Got the men. They loaded in the truck. They headed to the beach four or five miles away. He said, my father stood up in the middle of the back of the truck. And he said, when he did, wind caught his hat. And he blew his hat off of him. And he said the men that were in the truck started beating on the cab for them to stop the truck. They started yelling at the driver to stop the truck. They started hitting on the cab, but the driver just kept driving. Finally, as they glanced back over the hat, they saw a Japanese soldier reach in and swoop the hat and fall back into the jungle. It taught them right there that if you disobey orders and you get sidetracked with small things, the enemy may just be lying in wait to pounce on you or your family. You don't don't see him there, but he's hidden and he's down and he's just waiting for you to get distracted. But in 2018, you're gonna walk in dominion where you are not going to let the little distraction of yesterday take you back to a place where you're defeated. Jesus said, The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come, get ready that you might have life and have it in abundance. We're about to step into a season that we have never walked. I just told our East Lake campus that I believe God has laid the platform. He has shaken the trees. He is preparing us to step right in the middle of God's greatest season for this house. But what we've got to watch and what you've got to watch, because what God is doing in this house, He wants to do in your house. You've got to watch so you don't let the little distractions allow you to become prey for the enemy because the enemy doesn't realize he's been defeated he doesn't realize the dominion you have as a believer and he's going to prowl around just waiting for you to get distracted and pounce on you and you know that you've been moved to another level and that you've not only been given the authority to repossess that which was already yours but you're getting ready to possess that which you have never had You're grabbing hold of your children today. This is the year. This is the year. God has set things in motion you cannot even see. I feel that in my spirit. God has set things in motion you know nothing about. He is putting right people in their path. He is placing them in the right surrounding. Some of them have moved to new jobs, and it's all been for a purpose so God could get them in the right surrounding with the right people. It's all about his plan. Some of you, God's getting ready to send provision in your life and unlock windows in the heavens by the activation of your faithfulness to the kingdom. Some, he's getting ready to unlock doorways in the ministry. You're getting ready to possess that which you have not had. I declare new levels. I declare, Father, the blessing of Abraham over your people according to Galatians chapter 5. I declare, Father, that you are elevating them. I declare, Father, you are giving them the authority to possess and repossess what the enemy has tried to steal from them. And I declare, Father, even now Father, you are cementing them in the dominion of the kingdom. You are giving them authority Father. You are allowing the kingdom authority that you released at the cross to work through them. And Father, we take dominion in every area. We pull down strongholds this morning. We uproot addictions this morning. Father, we tell the enemy he is no longer welcome in our house or in our life Father we put the adversary he's not welcome in this church he might as well find somewhere else to do his bidding but we are rising with the voice and a declaration that if God be for us what or who can be against us so we declare favor and blessing over your people today Father align us for the assignment and let the vision be so great we know it's you. And we declare it in Jesus' mighty, mighty name. Amen and amen. Come on, give it one more hand, clap of praise.